Ervin Perikei, Mishnah Dalid 5.4. And now we discuss the techniques used to measure the 2,000 Amos that will define the Tchum. And the basic technique they used was something which resembles a lot like the, the chains they use in football to measure the 10 yards, if you're familiar. You essentially have two poles or posts, and then between them you have a string. In the case of the chains in football, of course, it's metal chains. And in fact, the Gemara says the metal chains would be ideal um, because they don't stretch at all, they're consistent, but because of a Pasuk in Yechezkel and the 40th Perak, they go with rope, and specifically the rope we're going to talk about here is a rope made of linen. Okay, it's a linen rope because linen doesn't stretch. So what happens is they have these two sticks, they have this 50 ama long linen rope that's connected to the two sticks, and they'll use that to survey 50 amos at a time, the distance to get to 2,000 amos, meaning it will be 40 total measurements, 40 times 50 is 2,000, um, from the, you'll measure straight from the city outwards, the north, south, east, and west. So the mission says, mm-hmm. It has to be specifically a 50 ama long rope. It can't be, it can be neither shorter than 50, nor longer than 50 amos. The number 50 actually is, um, there's an allusion to it in Psukim. Why 50? Um, but putting that aside, the reason for this 50 is we want consistency and we're afraid if the rope um, were too short, then it would be easy to pull it very taut and you actually therefore would get a little extra distance. And if the rope were too long, it would be difficult to pull it taut and it would sag and therefore you'd get a little less than the full distance. And therefore, we're going to go with exactly 50. Now, when you do the measuring, you want to ensure as much as possible that the rope isn't being held at, an, at a diagonal because, of course, we're measuring horizontal distance away from the city and the rope is 50 almost long. If you'd, for argument's sake, if one person would hold the rope above his head and one person would hold the rope by his feet and the rope would be at a diagonal, so then the distance, the horizontal distance would be a lot less than 50 almost. So we want the rope to be as level as possible and therefore... Chazal set up um, that they should hold it, um, the two surveyors should hold the rope at the level of their heart, in the middle of their chest, and the idea being that we are assuming that they're both of average height, and therefore their chests are pretty much lined up. And also, um, if you hold it too high or too low, the sort of parallax issues, it's difficult to tell if the rope is level. We want that to be easy, we want the show to be, be held level, and therefore, um, both hold at chest height, kanegalibo, opposite their hearts. Now, Something to consider, which is, the mission is considering now, what if the surface, the topography of the land between, you know, throughout the Tchum of the 2000 Amos is not flat? So the question is, do you include the contours or not? Meaning, for argument's sake, let's just say there's a, a steep hill in the middle. Um, do you measure from the surface of the hill or kind of do you measure um, as the crow flies, ignoring the contours of the land? Now, the truth is that as far as a Doraisa measurement would go, let's say you have to measure the distance between two cities to figure out the rules of Egla Rufa when that applies. Um, for example, um, or if you have to figure out for Irham Miklat purposes, the closest city, how that applies and so on. So putting those cases aside, the point is when you do that measuring for a Doraisa, you actually include the contours of land, the surface. So you'd go, like, so to speak, along the ground um, and figure out exactly the distances based on, like, if an ant were walking, so to speak, or whatever, a ball were rolling or something, a wheel. Now, in the case of Erevin, the Tchum, we're going to be lenient. 
we're going to let people ignore the contours of the land. That, of course, will give us um, necessarily a longer distance, meaning we'll be able to go further out because you won't lose distance as you're going up and down hills. The reason why we're lenient when it comes to Erevin is because Erevin is a, just a dinder abundant. That's what we posken, and therefore we're going to be lenient and have our 2,000 almost to be a little bit bigger than it would be if we actually measured along the surface of the ground. That being the case, the Mishnah says, Hayamoded, if a person, the surveyors are measuring with those with the ropes, Vihigia Lagai, if they get to it's like a valley, Olagader, or to a, like a pile of rocks that serves like a, a fence of rocks, Mavlia Vichoslamidaso. So then, um, if it's short enough that they can just, you know, hold the rope right over or under the span of the ditch or valley or rocks, so then it's just, you know, it's, you can ignore it. If, however, it's too big, let's say, for example, um, the valley is, you know, whatever, it's 100, it's 100 almost across. So that being the case, you wouldn't be able to have one person stand in the ditch and one person stand out of the ditch with, and ignore the the surface. So you actually would have to have two people spanning the ditch. Um, and since it's impossible where they're standing, they'd have to they'd be allowed then to go aside, um, <clears throat> like move um, parallel to where the line they've been measuring up to now until they can find a place they could do the measuring without either person have to stand on the tall mound or in the deep ditch. Um, and that's called that's called being mavlia, swallow it up. So in so doing, you enable yourself to to get the same distance measuring because remember you're, you're measuring in a straight line from like say the center of the city due north. If you've hit this mound or valley, you can't keep on going in that straight line. So you'll measure a line exactly um, parallel to your line off to the whatever east or west wherever you can. Um, you'll measure that horizontal distance and then you'll return back to where you started. I uh, mean you'll go back in line with the original line you're measuring. So this is a leniency we're allowing, and because we don't have an alternative, really. So that's what it says here. Hayamoded, if you're measuring Vigi Lagayolagader, you reached um, a deep mound or a tall hill. Then Mavlio, you swallowed up by on a parallel line. Veden Choser Limidaso, you go back to the line in which you were measuring, on that, along the exact same line. Now, the Gemara considers the possibility of this being since impracticable if, like, say, for example, you hit a wall, a proper wall, or a very steep mountain. Um, so, um, if you hit a wall, so then, and there's no way to, to, to do this practically. So then the, um, the halachas you're allowed to actually estimate. They're going to have to estimate where it's impossible to estimate, but we're going to try to avoid estimation as much as possible. Um, and therefore, therefore, um, the mission says, if you reach a mountain and you're going the straight line, similarly, you will, um, you'll measure it from a parallel line, and then you'll go back to going on the line you were measuring all before. But if you have to go so far now to the, let's say, to the right or to the left, you know, east or west, that you'd be um, you're not allowed to go doing your parallel measuring beyond where the trum is going to be, meaning more than 2,000 almost away from the city. If that would be, even if that would be necessary to be able to get around the mountain, you're not allowed to do that. The reason why is because we're concerned onlookers will see you measuring the surveyor as measuring out there, and they'll think, oh, the tchum must also go out there, when in fact it doesn't. And since people will see that and be um, make the mistake and carry and be on the tchum, therefore the surveyors are never allowed to go beyond the tchum. So in the event that they're talking about a mountain, um, which um, is 
they have no way but to measure over the surface of the mountain. And unlike a wall, you can't just estimate the thickness or something like that. So then they have another plan. It says, um, if there's no way to do this havla, this this um, like running a parallel line and absorbing the distance because the mountain goes so far would force the surveyors to go beyond the tachum. So then, bazo, now we have an, a, a, another technique, which is Amr Dostai bar Rebbe Yanai, Mishum Rebbe Meir, Shamati Shemakadrin Baharim. I heard, says Rebbe Dostai, the son of Rebbe Yanai in the name of Rebbe Meir, that the technique is to, um, literally means to, to like drill through the mountain. Now, this is not literally true, of course, um, but we want to get a straight line sort of through the mountain. The way we're going to do this is um, with a, a simple technique of essentially taking much smaller measurements over the top of the mountain where we're just attempting to measure the horizontal component. So if you ever worked with vectors or even a little bit of, you know, this should be not so this be intuitive to you, but otherwise um, the idea is that if, there, here's what happens, here's how they do it, then I'll explain the idea if it's not clear in the way it comes out for me. They're going to take a much shorter rope, one that's just four almost long, and one of the surveyors is going to hold it like essentially at chest level and extend the rope parallel to the ground um, until it reaches the floor. Obviously, if the mountain is not that steep, then he will hold it lower than chest level. The point is you're measuring from the beginning of the mountain, let's say, where he's holding it, to four almost across where it hits the ground of the mountain. And then the next person will stand where it hit the ground and then he'll raise it up to his chest level, so to speak, or however high highest to be. And the, the first guy will now move four almost further away. And again, they'll measure from that point, um, but just raising it up off the ground until again, four almost later, it hits the ground, each time holding the rope as best as possible, parallel to the ground. The idea is, in small increments, you're measuring four almost, four almost, four almost of horizontal distance um, as you slowly traverse the mountain. Um, and you're, you're, that way you're also ignoring the vertical components of the mountain. You're just getting the horizontal pieces. Um, kind of like measuring steps. Like let's just, if this wasn't clear to you, let's say you have to measure the, the horizontal distance of a, of, a, of a set of stairs. So you can just measure, if you measure like just the surface, the horizontal surface of each of the steps, and then you add those up, you'll get the distance of the total horizontal um, length of the steps. You're just not including the vertical part at all. That's a technique. Um, it's clearly acknowledged that this is a lot of small measurements. There's a chance for the the road to be held not quite um, level to the ground and so on. In fact, what level to the ground is quite difficult to figure out um, if you're on a mountain that's on a slope and so on. So it's acknowledged that this is a less precise way to measure, and therefore we'd like to avoid it. But in the event that we have no choice, um, because we have to go over the mountain, so then we will indeed rely on this Macadrian technique um, to measure the this part of the mountain to get to our 2,000 almost.